I was expecting you. Today, tomorrow, yesterday. It was only a matter of time. Welcome to John Adams High, where you are gonna die, that's right. Hey, little bro, life's tough, get a helmet. They just shot the neighbor! The banger! Well, Sean, I don't want you to take this the wrong way, but you're kind of a babe. The Secret of Life by Plays with Squirrels. Underpants. Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! I love the Feeney call. Hello, everyone. Welcome to a very special episode of the Feeney Podcast. We are halfway through season three, which can only mean one thing. It is trivia time. Woo! With me to host trivia this time through is my co-host, Jacqueline. I am shaking my boots. I don't really know if I'm prepared. Are you ready to get fiend? I, yes. Imagine this. You are 13 years old. You're sitting in the back of Feeney's history class. He's coming in with a multiple choice test that has options A through Q on your multiple choice. And you didn't really study and you're not really prepared and it's your first class of the day, you're sweating it out. This, my friend, is going to be worse than that. I was expecting no less from you. <laughs> and that's exactly how I feel. I feel like a, a Sean Hunter sitting in the back of a Feeney history test right now, but we'll do my best. We'll see. I did a little reading up and reflecting on the first half of this season. So uh, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to dive in here. All right. We need some like game show theme music here. Maybe Jeopardy. Have you been watching Jeopardy recently? No, I was watching for a while while Mayim Bialik was hosting and there was this really annoying guy on there that had a really long winning streak. And I yeah. kind of just stopped watching because I couldn't stand him. In so. typical Jeopardy fashion, there's a new guy who's got a pretty good win streak going. Who's also he's actually not annoying. He's like a tech nerd from San Francisco, but he did kind of a dick thing the other day. So he had let's call it twenty thousand dollars and second place had ten thousand dollars. So He's guaranteed a win. If you bet $0, you guarantee a tie, which means that you move on. The other person would move on too, but you guarantee yourself moving on to the next round. He bet $1 and she got it right, but he also got it right and he beat her by a dollar. Why would he do that? He could have lost. Yeah, no, there's the math. There's no reason to bet $1 other than to be a dick and to win by $1. But he also could, like, he was guaranteed to advance. And by yeah. betting $1, he, I mean, obviously he was confident in his knowledge, but he could have lost. It's like a yeah. bad move. No, it's terrible. If you're going to give up your win for something, double you have to double your money. You have to go all in. Right. So, oh my God, that is a was, dick move. Yeah, but Ken Jennings is back hosting and he's the best. He's the best host. Yeah, I um, I liked him and I don't mind an unbeatable nerd that is winning a lot. I just, there was this one particular guy that I just thought he was so 
cocky and rude to the host and I didn't like him. So I, I took a, I'm taking a hiatus from Jeopardy, but maybe I got to tune back in. Yeah. All right. Let's do this Boy Meets World trivia. I'm ready, okay. ready to go. Okay. Season three, we are quizzing Josh today on episodes mm-hmm. one through 11. There are 12 possible points. Last time we did this, it was a little bit loosey-goosey. I didn't actually like count how many points there were, but this time I made sure that I recorded how many possible points there are. There are 12. There is not one question about every single episode, but there are some bonus points available and there are some Mr. Feeney super hard questions that are worth two points. Let's kick it off here. In season three, episode one, My Best Friend's Girl, what was the name of the cowboy musical that the film club was screening? I am prepared to give you multiple choice if you need it, but I figured I'd let you see if you could give it a layup before I hit you with the multiple choice. If you gave me multiple choice, I would know it. This was one of the things I did look. I also looked up what the name of the movie that they actually played. Like the, Stumpy's Revenge or something. Part, there was like something part five. Yeah, yeah Texas Bloodsuckers like, or something. That, I think it was Texas Bloodsuckers. I wasn't going to remember that. The Cowboy one, I should remember. It's not coming to me though, but if you gave me multiple choice, I would know it. All right, then we'll, we'll hit you with your multiple choice here. Is it A, fix your wagon, B, covered wagon, C, paint your wagon, D, rock me mama like a wagon wheel? <laughs> It is C. Dear Lord, he's right. That is correct. Paint Your Wagon, a real cowboy musical starring Clint Eastwood that Eric was supposed to sell tickets to, but ended up going in with Joey and Frankie to sell tickets to Texas Bloodsuckers instead. Even though Joey loves a good Clint musical. <laughs> this is the one where they call themselves like Mr. Green and Mr. Blue or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and then Mr. Feeney shows up on stage. So good start to the season. Yeah. Yes. All right. Moving on. Josh has one point. Ding, ding, ding. Very, very proud of you. Okay. And these are also not going to necessarily go in episode order, but these first few happen to be. That's just a coincidence. Sure. Sure. In episode two, the double lie featuring. Mm. Veronica Watson, what are the two lies that comprise the double lie? Great question. So the, I think the second lie, if we're going chronologically is maybe it's the first lie, who knows? Uh, Mr. Turner says that he's going to a wedding in Pittsburgh and that he's going to be out of town. Correct. That is the first lie. That opens the door for Sean, who says that he, oh man, all right, what's the lie? So he ends up going to Mr. Turner's empty apartment on a date rather than uh, going to Chubby's instead. <laughs> yeah, okay, I, the, correct. The it's the second lie isn't exactly a lie. It's more just Sean being dishonest. He's supposed yeah. to be spending the night at the Matthews house. But he sneaks out to bring sneaks his date out. to Jonathan's That's apartment. Right. That's right. Because it's Veronica Watson. Yes. Excellent. There's a point for you there. Now, for a bonus point, mm-hmm. can you remember what lie Mr. Feeney told 
that made this actually a triple lie. Yes, I think if I'm remembering correctly, this may have actually come up in our last episode. And it was the fact that Feeney had a dentist appointment that he was missing school for. But in fact, he was canoodling with the dentist instead. That is correct. Mr. Feeney was shacking up with his dentist. Everybody was hooking up. Jonathan was hooking up with Kat. Sean Mm -hmm. was hooking up with Veronica and Feeney and Dr. Toothman were getting it on. (laughs) So that is another point for you. All right. All right. Three points and you are on a roll. Now, I feel like I did. I will say a caveat. I think I made this trivia a little bit easier than the last one because I think it was just a little too hard last time. But so far, I'm very impressed. You're doing. Yeah, we were calibrating a little bit. And yeah. uh, yeah. Okay. Episode three. What I meant to say. Mm -hmm. What item of clothing does Corey gift to Topanga right before he tells her I love you for the first time? I think. Topanga's in possession of this item and then gives it back to Corey when she gets mad, but then he gives it back to her after they reconnect, if I remember correctly. He gives it to her. He tells her he loves her. Mm -hmm. She freaks out and dumps him. He shows up at her house demanding that she return the item. Yes. But... You know, he takes it back, but they end up reconciling and she ultimately keeps it. Keeps it. Our first glimpse of Topanga's room in this episode where he climbs in through the window to demand to know why she broke up with him. Yes. I don't remember any details of it, but I do know that it is a sweatshirt. It is a jean jacket. You suck. Oh, and I'm afraid man. I cannot give you a point. No, for that. that's that's different. I don't know why and I thought it was a sweatshirt. Corey demands his jean jacket back. He jean drapes it over jacket. his her shoulders in chubbies when she's like, I'm chilly and they're playing pool together. Man. And then he wants his jean jacket back. But yeah. then he, at the yeah. very end, he throws it back through the window and she gets to keep it. Yeah, that's right. So that's a that's a strike. I'm going to go ahead that's and right. mark, All right. mark that one in red here so that I don't forget to give you negative points. Negative points. <laughs> oh, did I not mention that? <laughs> <laughs> you get a it's minus 10 for <laughs> plus one for getting it right, but negative 10. <laughs> OK, now we're skipping ahead in the season a little bit. In episode seven, entitled Truth or Consequences, real scientist Monique performs a sleep study on Eric. What animal does she later find to have more complex brain activity than sweet, dumb Eric? Forget the exact way she describes the animal, but it's something like a like a simple field mouse. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. It is a common field mouse, but uh, the field mouse is the correct answer. We also would have just accepted mouse, but yes, Yes. the mouse is hooked up to the brainwave machines (laughs) and actually has fears and hopes and dreams while Eric is blissfully. He's got nothing. He's got nothing. (laughs) 
All right. That's four out of 12 points for you. Great job. Moving on to question number five, which is our first Mr. Feeney super hard question. Feeney style super hard question. This one's worth two points and I will be willing to make it a multiple choice if needed, just as the other one, but we will give you the chance first to impress everyone with your knowledge without multiple choice. Excellent. In episode four, he said, she said, Eric purchases some contraband from the new head thug Griff. What does he buy? Eric purchases Mr. Feeney letterhead. Dear Lord, he's right. He needs to make up a recommendation letter and he doesn't trust Feeney to write him a real one. So his brilliant letter is going to be stuck into the old typewriter later on. Yes, Eric is really, really, really smart. (laughs) Really, really, really (laughs) cool. That is correct. Very impressive. I actually was reading through my notes on this and I had completely forgotten this entire storyline. So I thought I was going to get you with this one because, and then I was thinking in my multiple choice, I snuck in that term paper on the Manhattan Project. Yeah. Term paper was was the first thing. Yeah. That's the first thing I was going to say, but uh, my memory did, did not fail me this time. Great job. It is Mr. Feeney letterhead. And then he will also have to procure an envelope from them. <laughs> sure. Great, great stuff. That's two points. That's a two pointer. So you're up to six. Oh, I think I have a bonus question that is not connected to the question that it is supposed to be. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, the Mr. Feeney super hard question has a bonus point available as well. Excellent. Yeah. So he said, she said is also the episode where Sean gets the idea to run away from home after an inept guidance counselor gives him some bad advice. Yeah. Turner finds Sean in the bus station to where has Sean purchased his bus ticket? Okay. I got this. I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Using Sean's logic. He wants to go to Europe, so he's going to purchase a bus ticket to get to Paris. (laughs) But if you remember correctly, the Paris that you could actually take a bus to would be Paris, Texas. That is correct. (laughs) Sean is at the bus station sitting next to the guy who plays that bum from the wedding singer. Wedding singer, yeah. (laughs) And, oh, whoa, I'm going to Europe. (laughs) Turner comes and picks him up from the bus station and we never see that guidance counselor again. No, she got fired real quick. Oh yeah. That's a bonus point. You're up to seven points. Josh, you are doing great. I don't know if this is going to be as fun for the audience when you're not tanking, but um... yeah, but maybe, you know, maybe they're following along. They're uh, getting all the right answers here too. They're having a great time. I hope people are playing along. Okay. Question number six in the last temptation of Corey. What mm. is the name of the flirtatious classmate who tries to seduce Corey? Pause for dramatic effect. Wait for folks at home to think of the name. <laughs> Missy Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. Dear Lord, he's right. Excellent. A plus. That is correct. We get our graduate reference. We get Missy Robinson coming on way too strong in her wood paneled basement. 
great work. That is yeah. correct. She also I would calls not... Topanga Topojijo. So we've got yes. great names all around. Yes. I would not have remembered that had it not been basically a direct reference to Mrs. Robinson. So thank you, Boy Meets World writers, for making that one easy for me. <laughs> okay, moving on to question number seven. What is the name of Feeney's deceased wife who we learn about in episode 11 when Corey and Sean take a trip to the Poconos? Wow. The most recent episode that we've done. Mm -hmm. Certainly remember the episode itself, but. Her name is only mentioned a couple of times. So I thought even though it was recent that this might be challenging. This is challenging because this is the first one that is uh, that I don't even have a good guess for I'm going to venture to say that's a little bit old fashioned, a little bit uh, outdated, maybe not a lot of children being named this anymore. I don't know the answer, so I'm going to go with Agnes. I was going to say great guess. I don't know if it's a great guess. It's a guess. The <laughs> correct answer is Lillian. Go home and open a book. Lillian. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if this information will come up again, but it was a big fact for us to learn about Mr. Feeney in the last episode. So I felt like we needed to pay some attention to it. Yeah, for sure. Don't know a lot of Lillian's uh, children. So I was, you know, a little bit on track there. Sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Okay. We are on question number eight, which also happens to be our last question. And it is worth two points. It is a Mr. Feeney super hard question. Beanie style super hard question. You have eight points out of 12. If you get this right, you'll have a 10 out of 12. What is that? Is that an A? Is that a B? Uh, 10 out of 12 is probably a high B. High B. Okay. We're looking at a B plus finish here, which I think is very respectable. You know, Sean, Eric, or Corey would be very happy with that. It's not quite Topanga Minkus level, but, you know, I'm, I'm solid. I'm happy with that. Correct. I agree. An eight out of 12. That's Sean level. That's uh, that's no bueno. I need to get this one right. Okay. Mr. Feeney, super hard question for two points in episode five hometown hero where Corey and Sean almost burned down the school. Mm, mm -hmm. What inaccurate five word conclusion does Sean use on his chemistry paper? And I need all five words to be correct in order to get two points. <laughs> I'm thinking back to him saying it. And it's so <laughs> funny. In conclusion, chemicals don't burn. Oh, so close. In conclusion, chemicals don't explode. Explode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you were ah. so close. I will give you one point. Okay. You did All get right. four out of five words, but we were looking for explode. <laughs> Corey says, Sean, Sean, it's a chemistry lab. Chemicals explode. Oh, no, this is bad. That's what I'm saying. No, no, no. I ended my paper in conclusion. Chemicals don't explode. <laughs> and then later when the teacher is handing him back his paper, he goes, Sean, you got a D. Chemicals do explode. <laughs> uh Yes, explode. Sure, sure, sure. Chemicals explode. don't. Yep, yep, yep. 
good uh, work. That would, of course, is the episode where Corey starts the fire, then puts out the fire, and Janitor Bud sees him and thinks he's a hero. Corey is torn apart by the knowledge that he actually started the fire and has to give up his status as celebrity at the school. Sure. Later on, we realize Janitor Bud is skipping out and uh, going to the racetrack only to come back to the school late night and uh, I guess sleep there and Corey saves his life. So lots of Janitor Bud weirdness happening this half of the season. That Honestly, the, the episode where Janitor Bud gets caught clocking out and they like do the news report on him. That was one of my favorite episodes of the season. I just couldn't come up with like a good trivia question for that one. I was like, well, where, what's Bud clocking out to do? And I'm like, that's way too easy. He's easy, definitely going to do that. And then I was like, Topanga's, I don't sweat. I glisten, but like, I knew you'd get that too. So wasn't able to work janitor Bud into it. But anyway, we get a final score of a nine out of 12, which if I use my trusty calculator, is a 75%. That is a solid C. For those of you at home who were not able to see that, Jacqueline did, in fact, use a calculator to calculate 9 out of 12. (laughs) Okay, now that I look at the 9 and the 12 and I see that they're both divisible (laughs) by 3, that is embarrassing. I should have been able to do that in my head, but I just, you know, my first instinct is always to reach from the calculator. (laughs) Oh, man. Some other questions I was prepared for. What is the name of the baseball player who's about to set the record for most hit by pitches. I knew you'd get that bag. Um, It was the bag Bagwell or something. Yep. What is the name of Sean's pig that he adopts early on, which is a pretty easy one. Yeah. Also too easy. I thought maybe they had other nicknames for Mm. the pig that I could use, but other than Corey calling him the little sow, I couldn't come up with anything. Richard Karn as the uh, animal wrangler. <laughs> what animal does he offer to Sean that he's trying to offload? So funny qu- about that scene, I had written a question and then I deleted it because I thought it was too hard, but I can give it to you. So Jonathan shows up and he pretends to be the guy who's missing the pig, who like owns the pig. Yep. And he tells Richard Karn that the pig belongs to his son. And then he says the name of his son and all of them are like, what? Do you remember what the name was? Oh, no. Names are the toughest ones, I think, to actually like remember. But I remember the scene, everyone kind of being weird about the name he picked. Right. I thought it would be too hard. So I was like, "Eh, let me delete this. He says, the pig belongs to my boy, Zed. And everyone's like, (laughs) Zed? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes uh, what good, animal good, does good. you give him like a python or something He's i like, think I got a python in my definitely truck. a snake and i was trying to think if he named a specific brand and i think python is also right and then the other one i had come up with is in the Ravon episode the band ends up playing alan and amy's wedding song to kind of lure them back into the party what is their wedding song hmm. wait i don't even Oh, it's my girl, right? Yeah. 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 My girl. That was another, that was another really good, really funny episode. Reginald, 
Reginald Fairfield. <laughs> someone, I was with my family over the weekend, and someone mentioned Reginald, and I and I said Reg, Reginald, and Ar- Arthur was like, "I think you're the only one who gets that joke." <laughs> got it. Well, I'm glad. You know what? I'm I'm glad Arthur got it too. That's uh, just the validation needed for that kind of joke. I think Arthur would crush it on this trivia because I do make him watch the episodes with me. Well, you guys can uh, we can get a guest appearance for Arthur and we can have you both knock out trivia. You can write down your answers and we can put you head to head for the second half of season two. No, I don't think his voice can actually be picked up by a microphone. (laughs) 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 Great stuff. (laughs) We can. All right. Well, we've got 11 more episodes. We're going to, I think, take a little break here for the holidays as we hang out with families and prepare for weddings and all of those sorts of things. But we're going to bounce back strong in 2022 because we've got, like we said, some great episodes coming up, including, you know, Corey and Topanga drama. That's going to return. I think Topanga is going to show up in just about all of these episodes. We're going to get a Morgan appearance late in the season. Whoa, Morgan. Played by a new actress. What else are is we the, get here? I think is the Disney World episode in the yes. latter half of season Disney three? World is going to happen the second to last episode where uh, Corey's so, going to follow Topanga down there. Yes, I'm so excited for that. That one's got some excellent guest stars and just the classic 90s Disney World ep which every abc sitcom had yeah exactly and uh you know lots of life lessons along the way from feeney and turner and the rest of the crew so we've got a good second half of the season to come up next year yeah really exciting stuff next week is thanksgiving and this begins our holiday hiatus We may have some special episodes sprinkled in if there's some exciting Boy Meets World news or shows or holiday movies that we need to report on. But uh, other than that, looking forward to jumping back in in the new year. Yeah. And if you haven't checked it out, Mr. Feeney, a.k.a. William Daniels, highly recommends that you listen to Taylor Swift's new cut of Red because uh, his granddaughter basically made him do a cameo appearance on TikTok. I posted so many people have sent me the TikTok of him saying, go listen to Taylor Swift's album. And I put on our Feeney podcast Instagram. I cannot endorse Taylor Swift's new album. I have not listened to it, nor have I listened to the original, but I'm willing to pass on Mr. Feeney's recommendation. That's all I can say. There you go. If you're a big fan, you've probably already listened to it. And if you haven't listened to it, you're probably not a big fan. So uh, got you all covered. Yep. I think that's fair. Awesome. Well, thank you all. Hopefully you played along and maybe did better than me. Let us know if you did, if there was something that uh, Jacqueline made a mistake about. It's always possible. But, uh, (laughs) you know, otherwise, thank you so much for listening. And we will talk to you all soon. Bye. Bye.